What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode Eastern Conference Finals MVP Award. That's episode Larry Bird, and that's episode 33 for those of you keeping up at home. Uh, this is episode 33 of Shoe Booty Sports coming at you Tuesday evening, right on time. And we're going to throw in a quick plug for our sponsor. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Shoe Booty Sports is presented by Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series. Check out the shirt here for those of you on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, it's a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. Uh, you can register at rhinoraces.com, submit, uh, run your race. Uh, after registration, submit proof of your results. Uh, they're on their website and receive your award by mail. Uh, they also have t-shirts, decals, wristbands, and more. Check out rhinoraces.com for details of that race series. Also, you can find Shoe Booty Sports on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, the Wisdom app. Uh, be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel and all of the uh, all of our other channels on the other streaming platforms just mentioned. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Shoe Booty Sports. So we're going to dive right in. Per the always, it's been a busy it was a busy week in sports since we last spoke, y'all. Um, yeah, Boston took a We'll go over game one real quick, but how much of game one did you summary. see? Yeah, how much of game one did you see, if any? Oh, I, I don't think I – I think I've seen like the last half of the fourth quarter. Okay, well, you missed a hell of a game. I missed a lot, yeah, it I missed was, a lot. Golden State came out throwing absolute haymakers. I mean, just absolute freaking haymakers. And I mean, Steph hit – Steph had 21 the first quarter. Uh, six threes. I won't go over the whole thing. Everybody's seen the everybody's seen the game. But the moral of it from the takeaway from it for me was Golden State gave them their gave Boston their absolute best shot at home in game one. And the Celtics still found a way to win. Al Horford just went Hall of Fame level in the fourth quarter. And they couldn't miss a shot. That was a thing. They were hitting everything. And so Celtics came away with a double digit victory. I know I picked sell. I, I picked the Warriors in six. You picked Warriors in five, but after yep. that, you know, I, and I, I'm, you know, we're sticking to that. I am. I assume. You're oh, I am too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sticking well. to that. But I thought after that game, I was like, that was Golden State's like best shot, and Boston took it and won by double digits. But uh, the Warriors answered in game two. Absolutely blew out the seas in the second half, had their huge third quarter like they did in game one. They did the same thing in game one, but Boston just went uh, cheat-level video game code in the fourth quarter of game one. They did not do that in game two. They could not hit a shot in the second half. They couldn't get it together. Um, it was not – the. it was not – I'm just going to say it. There's no polite way to say it. The first half officiating was very one-sided. In the Warriors' favor, I heard I heard a couple of streaming podcast services that had different things to say about it, and I won't get into that. But the, the gist of it was the Warriors. It, it was completely one sided in the Warriors' favor. Uh, Dr Draymond committed like Draymond ha had like six hundred and ninety seven fouls in the first half. And 14 techs, what should have been, and got called for 
I think maybe a foul, but I, I just don't, if you didn't see you, you've had to have seen it and yeah, there, there's a couple instances of just Draymond barreling over. I can't remember the guy's name, just kind of barreling through him. And the, the guy got the Celtics guy got called for a foul. That was just one example. There's others others on the offensive end of him just kind of shoving his way through two or three guys and sure enough, and then oh wow, Steph's wide open for a three. Uh, yeah. I wonder how did that happen? I've seen a couple of clips of him doing his best impression of offensive lineman, just clearing yeah. the way. That's what I mean, and that's what it was. And it's it was just his it was typical Draymond play, but added to it were typical Draymond antics, especially and he does it every game, but it's more highlighted in the postseason. Yeah. But did did you see the dust up with Jalen Smith where he well first of all, some somehow Draymond across his face. Laid both le- well laid both legs on his back. Yeah. And, and Jalen Brown reacts to it. And then Draymond shoves him and then does the Draymond thing he does every game. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's like, no, don't put your feet on his back. Like, if you don't want him to react that way, don't bring him to the ground and, yeah, put your feet on his back. He he is going to do that. Like, any normal person is going to react the same way. And then, and then he's, like, trying to pull his pants down or, you know, he's pulling at his pants. Was that the same play? This was the same play. Okay, yeah, I heard, I heard him say he was trying to pull my pants down, but and I just seen one tug, but I, you know, well that that's what it was. It was just him tugging. But I mean, what else are you doing there? You know, it just uh, <laughs> it, it's just typical Draymond stuff. You know, the I mean, it get, this he's is not stuff blowing he's, in anyone's ear. I mean, that's true, but he does stuff like he, he's kicked dudes in the groin. Uh, yeah. He's multiple times. Uh, he. Slight, he slapped at LeBron's crotch uh, when LeBron slept, you know, stepped, slept, stepped over him uh, when, sure enough, Draymond was on the ground. And then he, you know, that irritated him. So he swiped at his crotch and then they get into it and then he gets ejected. And that's essentially what cost the Warriors the finals in 2016. But if you saw, you did see the play though, right? Yes. That particular play. You did watch mm-hmm. that. So if uh, you're, yeah, I'm watching and, the replay right now. So well, that play that, happened about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> that would have been his second tech. They didn't throw. They didn't toss him. I'm okay with them not tossing him. I thought he he should have gotten called. He shouldn't have gotten all the calls that he got that or that he didn't that weren't called against him in the first half. But I was okay with him not getting tossed there because I, I didn't think it was that egregious i didn't think it was egregious or anything but it was just a but you got to keep in mind it's it it was this stuff the whole game from him like it seemed like every other trip down the floor draymond was on top of somebody on the ground i'm like can they call something like this is a it's it was just it was too much and like you got to do something to control it and like steve javi got on there and, and they asked they said now, as an official, are you mindful that if he's – if you call this tech, he's ejected. Like he's out of the game. And Javi was like, yeah, we're aware of that. And 
basically said they're less likely to call call the tech, you know, if it's going to be a second one. I kind of get that, but then again, why? Like, why? Why should that make a difference? You're basically saying you're you're kind of giving him the okay to play the way that he's playing. Oh, that's yeah. that's a free pass. And the excuse is we don't want to take anything away from the game, but you you are you're doing that by saying I mean I mean the Celt that's not going to benefit the Celtics by doing that. And I'm not a Celt I'm not a Warriors fan, but I'm not a Celtics fan. Uh, I picked the Warriors to win it in six, as mentioned. But I, I don't have a dog in the fight. Um, but it's that's annoying to watch, you know, just uh, just the bl- the blatant one-sidedness of it all it's not like the warriors need any help from the officiating crew no and you know like like they're not gonna they're not gonna get those calls going to boston like you wouldn't think right but uh especially with, with the boston crowd they're not gonna they're not gonna let them out of the building the officials out of the building if they pull that if they pull that in uh, game three but I was okay with them not tossing them, but it's just goofy for me to see just Draymond lay lay his feet on a guy and then get mad when he reacts and says, don't do that, and then pulls out of shorts. What do you think he's going to do, man? But that's – this could all just be part of, you know, just Draymond just being the Patrick Beverly. Well, being Draymond. I mean, Draymond was doing this stuff before Patrick Beverly. I mean, they were doing it around the same. I mean, they were doing it at the same time. It's just that Draymond was on a bigger stage doing it. Yeah. So that's basically what he's doing. He's just trying to get in their, get them, get in their head, get them off their game. And most of the time it works. The only time it backfired was the 2016 finals when that basically shifted the momentum to Cleveland and Cleveland ended up pulling it out. But yeah, that made me uh that that made me think just uh well go ahead. I was just about to say there's a replay or a play that just happened. Draymond looked like a running back hitting the hole, just ran over smart <laughs> just under the basket <laughs> for his fourth foul. That's why I was like, dang. Well, and and I didn't even mention the the foul that they called on Jalen Brown on Gary Payton the second. Uh, it was on a fast break, and Peyton, and watching it live, I can sort of see where the officials were coming from just because Peyton goes up funny because he, he's anticipating contact, and he goes up at an odd angle and like and misses and then just goes to the ground. Jalen Brown didn't touch him. Watching it live, I, I said, though, that's not a foul, and then you see the replay. And it's definitely not a foul. There's, I mean, the only thing that touched Gary Payton the second was air, like oxygen. That was the only thing that fouled him. And yeah, they, I mean, they did. They just, the Warriors got, there's not another way to say it. They got all the calls in the yeah, first Yeah, I thought half. that was a foul on Draymond, uh, but it was actually a blocking, <laughs> a blocking call. So yeah. On smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they did. They got, there's no, easy way to put it they got the warriors got all the calls in the first half and yeah so it, it 
it was frustrating to watch as a fan that just wants to see a good game because you can say it didn't make a difference looking at the final score, but it 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 could have it could have made a difference. I mean, they were they were a little defeated coming into the second half. It felt like, especially after pulls like thirty eight footer, you know, near half court. But I will say this: like the uh, the Celtics head coach Kudoke, uh, I think it is, or I'm sorry, yeah, sorry if I butchered your last name, but it's uh, he's got a ch- he's got to challenge some of those. Like I know he was keeping it in his back pocket, but there were three or four that you got to do this and just like get get the officials to the replay and just point out that hey, this is you guys are way off on this, even if you got to take it early, man. Do something. Do something to put a stop to that or put a pause to it. So he because it didn't matter in the second half. Hanging on to those challenges didn't matter there in the second half. But that that got me thinking. I it it uh just the whole the whole Draymond thing. That was the him and Steph. That was the story. Clay was essentially a a non factor, but he didn't have to be. Jordan Poole lit it up. Uh. Steph lit it up. Clay doesn't have to come out and score 20, 30 every night, you know? But as far as Draymond goes, we'll go over his stat line here in a bit. But, well, first of all, if you were if you were starting a team, like you, you, you weren't, you were just starting your own team, like would you rather have Jalen Brown or Draymond? Brown definitely scores more points, right? I'm taking Jalen Brown. If it's just from a neutral, if if it's yeah. a neutral team, if I'm you know starting a team and I get a choice between the two, I'm picking Jalen Brown. He's a yeah, obviously much better scorer. Uh, Draymond does things that the stat line doesn't show. I'm I'm ripping. I'm I'm. I wouldn't even say I'm ripping Draymond. I'm just saying I'm just saying what happened. Um, yeah. He's he's a he's a Hall of Fame player. What he does works for the Warriors, but my argument is essentially I don't think it works anywhere else. Uh, we we've seen with Steph and Clay out what the Warriors are like without without those two with Draymond as the guy and. They didn't get in the play. You know, they didn't even make the playoffs. You know, they were like in the, they were in the bottom tier of the conference. But but that's not Draymond's game. If you're asking Draymond to be the guy, that's not that's not going to work. That's not his game. You know, he's he's got to be a three. He he's got to be your your number three, and he thrives in that role. I mean, he is like this is his stat line here, and and he's going to be a Hall of Famer one day. But this is his career stat line. 8.7 points per game, 6.9 rebounds per game, 5.4 assists, 1.4 steals, and one block. And and it's like I said before we got on here, in modern NBA history, I don't know know, about the, the Celtics days when they were winning 10 in a row or whatever. I don't know if there's another NBA player that is in the Hall of Fame with that stat line. Yeah, like Rodman wasn't a scorer, but Rodman also had like, I mean, he was maybe arguably the best rebounder ever, at least top like three, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, Dr- Draymond just uh he went to the exact right situation and this is this is why the warriors are what they are the best organization in pro basketball they draft the best they they just uh they know what they're doing uh this what Draymond does fits them it doesn't it's not going to necessarily although they do have a ton of fans his style of play isn't going to make them fan favorites uh Draymond is a full-on like heel like he's a full-on like wrestling heel personality out there on the court if you are if he's on your team I mean you love him right uh but yeah if if you're not you can't you know you can't stand him but that's just and he and he thrives on that so it it's yeah uh, but but that's kind of my point if I would take Jalen Brown over Draymond just if I'm starting a team but Draymond's going to be a hall of famer maybe Jalen Brown emerges as a star one day and can be worthy of that type of discussion but not you know we're not there yet obviously but it was it's just interesting to think about if Draymond goes to any other team how would it work like he could possibly have thrived with the Spurs you know while Duncan Ginobili and them were there he would have fit in that type of role I'm sure Uh, I I don't I don't know about the way he plays as far as because you know He's a loudmouth, and the Spurs are not that. They're known for not saying anything. So I don't know how that would work exactly. But, and plus, you know, Draymond's too young to play with those guys anyway. So it, it, that, that's the only other situation I could see that working, you know, or, but it, dude, dude, just like, dude, I, I don't even want to say lucked out. I mean, it's just the, I'm sure the Warriors <laughs> had their eye on him, you know. That's just how well they draft, but uh, we'll say something about uh, Draymond's tweet from yesterday. Let me pull it up real quick. He is, and he should, and he should celebrate this. It's a big achievement, and let me, let me, all right, it's uh, NBA tweeting out congrats to Draymond, basically, uh, for moving up to 10th on the all-time NBA finals assist list. And he goes, not half bad for a guy who can't pass. I think that was a shot at like Kendrick Perkins or something who said that he could pass the ball better than Draymond. But, and you look at the list and like these guys were all passing to great players too, but it it made me think like, I mean, look at who Draymond's passing it to. He's passing it to like the best shooter ever, one of the best shooters ever behind him. Mm -hmm. And it's not that hard to it's it's just uh and they know he's not a threat to shoot so they're not going to crowd him on on the on the line it's yeah it's a cool it's a good stat to have and it's one that's going to look really good like further on that you know in history later on in history but i mean come on man if you're playing with those guys you should be having those kind of numbers but be proud of it, tweet it, and all that. But it's a little uh, for for people watching. It's we know like you're you're playing with Steph and Clay. So, Splash Brothers. Uh, yeah. 
But yeah, I know that this is the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, aka Larry Bird, aka Episode Thirty Three uh, version of, of Shoe Booty Sports. It has basically been the Draymond episode because that's been the story. Um, so we got a Game Three predictions. Are you going to watch Game Three? Yes, I will watch Game Three. I, <clears throat> I felt bad. I can't believe I haven't watched more more of Game One and Two. But Game One wasn't my fault. I had to go to a work event. And, of course, the Airbnb or wherever they rented at did not have cable and somehow didn't pick up the game. So, it's That's awesome. Yeah, and I um, went over there with about 10% charging, couldn't watch it on my phone. So, Well, you were all kinds of prepared for that then. Well, game it, one was fantastic. I mean, it was a fantastic game. Yeah, that's um, the one I'm really upset that I missed. But. Yeah, game two, you didn't miss anything. You missed a one-sided officiating game. Uh, Draymond uh, pissing people off, and yeah, the Warriors lighting it up in the second half. Boston couldn't throw it in the ocean in the second half. Like that's the thing. That I mean, but that Boston's been doing that all year. You think they would take advantage of their size advantage that they do have over the Warriors because they don't have, you know, loonies. They're big. Kept. Uh, I can't, I don't know if it's Kevin or Kevon, whatever, because uh, he spells it O-N, K-E-V-O-N. So I'm not sure how, how do you, how they said, they said Kevin for the longest time. And now I've heard Kevon. I, so I don't know. Looney. We'll just go with Looney. Like that's their big. But you would think the Celtics would take advantage of that. I know that their guy, Williams, you know, their, their five doesn't seem to be healthy right now. That's why they, they just pulled him in the second half of game two just because it was getting out of hand. But that's one thing I would like to see Boston take advantage of. I don't know if they will, though, because they've been playing the same way all playoffs. If their shot's falling, they can beat anybody. If it's not, they're in trouble. And that's why they had so many... They've had so many long series. But... Yeah, well... uh. We'll see what happens. We got any game three predictions? I'll let you go first. They're in Boston. First game in Boston. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I want to pick Boston and just throw my five game prediction out the out the window, but I'll stick with my uh, five game prediction. <laughs> I'll roll with the Warriors. So you basically you've got the Warriors winning the the next three then. <clears throat> Hey, might as well. I mean, yeah. Well, Made the prediction. I'm sticking with it. But if I was betting money, <laughs> I'd probably take the Celtics. Well, series is tied. Tied at one apiece. Uh, next two games are in Boston. I'm going to go. I think the Warriors will win the next two. I think they'll go up 3-1. I think they'll win both games in Boston. Playing in playing in Boston hasn't been this big home court advantage that you, for for this Celtics team that you would think it is. I think Best they play. They lose most of them versus the Heat. Like, uh, well, they're like five and four at home this postseason. Which, yeah, that's... I mean, tell me that. And and when Boston won Game One, that was the Warriors' first home loss of the playoffs. So I think I think Boston plays better in the more I think they feel less pressure on the road 
Like they don't have to just come out and like light it up at home. I guess they feel that kind of pressure at home or something. And, you know, and I think they feel a little more loose on the road because not, they don't not, they, they're not expected to go out and just light it up as opposed to maybe at home. Although they haven't been doing that. So, but I, I got the Warriors one in the next two. I think they'll go up three to one. I think Boston will win game uh, game five uh, there in the Bay. And then I think the Warriors, Warriors will close it out in six. That's how I always saw it working out. Uh, that's how I see it working out now. But that, that's how I see the rest of the series playing out. Uh, as far as, uh, and Steph will get his finals MVP. He's had two really good games. He's shown why he's the best shooter ever. Uh, I mean, he's, he's lighting it up, but he'll, he'll, he'll keep lighting it up. If the officials keep letting officials keep letting, you know, Draymond play fullback there at the top of the key, but he won't game t- games. Three and four will be better games than game two. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Boston won't play that poorly again. One and two, and this is the big thing, or this is just as crucial. Uh, The Warriors aren't going to get those. They aren't going to get all the calls in Boston. uh, Well, for the officiating sake, for the official's sake, I would hope not. Because, I mean, yeah, the Boston crowd is not going to. Yeah, they're not going to let them leave the arena. If if they call it the way that they did um, in the Bay Area, I mean it, it was that one. It was that one sided. Uh, so yeah, that's uh that's what I got as far as that goes. And how far are we into this time wise? I don't even know. We went through that a lot quicker than I thought we would. Yeah, I think we're at like thirty two minutes or somewhere around there right now now we can't be over 30 minutes because we'd already have the uh the time ticking down right yeah we would i don't know but well we can yeah All right, so like I said, we flew through that uh, quicker than I thought we would. But it was uh, basically the yeah the the recap is game two was one sided, wasn't entertaining. Uh, Draymond was the story. Uh, Steph lit it up, and Warriors are still gonna win. <laughs> yeah, like they're going back to Boston, but it doesn't matter because uh, Boston just hasn't proven that they can protect home court you know like golden state can but we are gonna close this uh close part one of this episode out and we'll come back with part two folks stay tuned peace